it's the winter of 1998. The National Basketball Association is locked out and Shaquille O'Neal is red hot pissed. Why? Because Shaq hasn't been paid in 205 days, but his expenses are through the roof. Shaq trivia, which of the following things did Shaquille O'Neal actually spend money on and keep inside his house? Number one, a life-size predator and a life-size alien from the movies Predator and Alien. Two, life-size statues of Mike Tyson and Bruce Lee fighting. Three, a taxidermied water buffalo that he kept inside his garage. Four, a 15-foot diameter black circular Superman bed. Five, a semi-truck cab built into the wall of his living room with a fish tank built into the grill. Six, an Egyptian-themed sitting room with hieroglyphics and an even bigger 1,200-gallon fish tank that holds not one but two more eels. Which of those did Shaq buy? The answer is one. And two, three, four, and five, six. Shaq spent money on all of those things. He paid for all of it. Check out YouTube and his MTV Cribs. So the money's going out, but no money's coming in. And who does Shaq blame for the NBA lockout? Patrick Ewing. Quote, He's somebody I really don't like, especially since the lockout. Let me tell you this, Patrick and his Georgetown boys messed up the lockout, unquote. When asked for comment, Patrick Ewing said, quote, I'll see him Sunday. Sunday, March 28th, 1999, the Knicks are in LA to play the Lakers, Shaq versus Ewing only. The Knicks are starting Chris Dudley to guard Shaq and use all of his six fouls on him. The game starts, Shaq misses his first shot, Ewing makes his first over O'Neal. Four minutes into the game, Chris Dudley fouls Shaq. 40 seconds later, Chris Dudley fouls Shaq again. Dudley goes to the bench with two fouls. Kurt Thomas checks in and immediately fouls Shaq on the very next play. Shaq misses three of those four free throws. What's worse, the Lakers coach is noted ruiner of the Lakers, Kurt Rambis. And Kurt Rambis' goofy-ass offense has Shaq setting off-ball screens 20 feet from the basket. In a first quarter that's supposed to be about Shaq giving it to Ewing, Shaq has missed three shots, four free throws, and been leaned on or pushed every minute he's played. Meanwhile, Ewing has 10 points and Kobe's taken nine shots and four free throws, which you know makes Shaq angry. Second quarter, Shaq only makes two baskets. He's fouled twice more and misses three more free throws. Shaq is now very angry. Third quarter, the Lakers make eight straight trips down the court without Shaq even touching the ball. On the ninth trip down, he gets a three in the key. Shaq misses three more shots, two more free throws. Derek Fisher overthrows the lob and Shaq turns the ball over. Despite all of this, the Lakers are up 12, but with six and a half minutes left in the game, New York draws within three. The Diesel's engine is going to blow. And then it happens. Shaq catches the ball in the post with Chris Dudley guarding him. Here's Shaq. Against Dudley. Nice. Shaquille O'Neal is so powerful on that move. Shaq doesn't just dunk on Dudley. It's like he runs him over with his car. He just got overpowered by Shaquille O'Neal. But Dudley is now joined with Shaq and threw the ball in his direction. Watch this now, Bob. Watch the power. He just overpowers him, and he comes down, and then he shoves him right there. Welcome to First Bow. Welcome to First Ballot, the podcast that celebrates the moments in sports that really matter and inducts them into the First Ballot Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Neil, the long-lost Gasol brother, podcast Jordan Clarkson, coming to you live from the Shaquille O'Neal big and tall executive suite desk chair, which matters today more than ever because we're talking about the diesel himself, 
Shaq's power <laughs> fucking dunk and shove on Chris Dudley is clearly a great moment, but is it a first ballot Hall of Famer? Here with me to decide that is one of this country's great Filipino Americans, the host of All Caps NBA, Take Line and X-Ray Vision, all from Crooked Media. It's the wonderful Jason Concepcion. Jason, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, you know, I'm emotionally I'm torn because this is a highlight and a moment that goes against the Knicks, right. and it and it makes them look terrible. Right. Uh, by the same token, you know, it's it's uh, it's Chris Dudley. So you know, like I, I think it's fine. That's where I've come to. I, I'm I'm good with it. And of course, we went to the finals that year. That's true. Yes, I had you on specifically for that reason. I like the pain associated. I like hearing the person that gets shit on in this moment. I like to hear their pain. I think that's that sort of hatred and that sports anger is important for yeah. um, basketball and all sports. So that's what is precisely why I had you on. Table set for me here. I think most of us know the answers to this. Yeah. What's your favorite sport? What's your favorite team? And who's your favorite athlete? Well, gosh, my favorite sport is uh, NBA basketball, the NBA version of, right. of basketball. Right. Um, my favorite team is the New York Knicks. That's, uh, you know, usually I say, unfortunately, I'm going to continue to say that. Unfortunately, the New York Knicks. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I truly believe good things are somewhere around the corner for right. them. Sure. Um, and my favorite, my favorite athlete right now, gosh. That is a tough one. Favorite athlete all time. If I'm, all time, honestly. Well, because you know, because of my childhood, what? I'm going to say Patrick Ewing. Great. I wanted, I wanted good thing. I wanted happiness for him. I right. wanted victory for him. I wanted good things for him in a way that I've never really wanted things for another athlete yep. since. Yes. Great answer. You're a born and raised New Yorker. Yes. Right. What was it like to think the Knicks were back for like a, a split second or like a couple weeks? Um, you're talking about last season when uh, Julius Randle was like it was a stealth MVP candidate. Yeah, and, and then even the top uh, of the this season, right? Like, I mean, this season I thought they would take a step back. I didn't think they'd take quite as big a step back. Right. So, and last season, honestly, I was just enjoying it. You know, at, at this point, so we're talking about the 1999 team. Unbeknownst to me, and it, you know, and all of us Nick fans in 1999. There was about twenty plus years of pain coming the season after that season, um, and uh, and so that that two decades of pain has has uh, inoculated me to too much hope. I enjoyed the Knicks resurgence as it was happening, but at the same time, I didn't really, I, I didn't truly believe that that was like a, you know a sustainable thing right. uh, that you know any kind of like diet that would sustain my my ongoing happiness right. for years to come i believe that it would i believe that it would end right do you believe you will see a next championship before you're dead no. cuz you will die i i don't believe that okay. but i i i truly don't i'll say that right now i truly don't believe that but i think that we get and i only say that because it's so fucking hard to win a championship yes not only do you have to do all the kind of team building stuff right. correctly, but there is no real roadmap for what doing it correctly looks like. Yes. You do it, you know, several different ways and teams that have hated each other have won championships. And then you just, you got to get lucky injury wise, draft wise, all the other stuff, you know, some teams have to make mistakes. So I think it's really hard to win a championship and that, and, and the Knicks are very far from that. So I'm saying, no. At the same time, though, I really believe like 
you know, uh, things come come around and they go around, and I feel like the Knicks will get back into contentions certainly soon-ish, that I will see that before, you know, too long. Sure, good luck with that. Uh, yeah. Jason, <laughs> I want to call you yeah. network. I want to call you network. That's how I know you. you. Can do that. Yeah, you're. I know you from your. I followed you for gosh a decade plus at this point. It's crazy. I find it's crazy you, at this point to think about that. The truth is, is when we. I feel like we got started on Twitter about the same time, and I was like secretly competitive with you because I found out you were Filipino and I thought you were very funny. And so in my <laughs> head, I was like, I gotta keep pace in terms of followers. And then you went to like five thousand. I was like at five thousand. Then you went to ten thousand. I went to ten thousand. And then you shot to the moon, and I've stayed right, right there. <laughs> so we'll move right on past that. But you yeah, are yeah. you are one of the people. That that I consider, and I, I've got a question coming here in a moment. You're one of the sure. people that I consider someone who built something from a social media platform, and it has ballooned into a full-blown career that is True. fruitful and amazing, and I hope that you're proud of what you've accomplished. It's awesome. From from an outsider's perspective, I think it's super impressive, and, and of course, I'm a huge fan of yours. Oh, I appreciate that, and I think that that is true. Twitter, it, Twitter specifically is how I ended up having a career in podcasting what, slash media. What slash were you doing before up. that? I was delivering like packages. I Amazing. worked for a leather company in New York oh, city. What a great answer. Leather goods, belts, wallets. It was mostly like handbags, ladies handbags and oh, okay. some other accessories. Right. Okay. So yeah. high end leather stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. What I had no idea. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, congrats on all your success. You deserve it. They're, you're fantastic at this. You're, you're great. And I've, it's been a lot of fun to watch your career. I feel very fortunate and it's been, and it's been nice and surprising that this has happened. Let's jump into our moment. Let's break it down. Every week we take our moment. We go through our hall of fame credentials. Those are the categories by which we judge every moment to decide if it goes into the first ballot hall of fame. Now, Jason, this is a very serious thing. I brought you on because you're funny. I want you to be funny, but also I want you to take this very seriously. You prepare to do that. Sure. Okay, great. The first Hall of Fame credential is analytics. People love stats. So these are the like stats that. behind the moment. Do these stats support the case? Does it make a, a does it raise the chances that Shaq dunking and just fucking power dunking on Chris Dudley does power it Dudley. increase his chances to make it into the first ballot Hall of Fame? Shaq finished with 21 points, 9 boards, 2 blocks. Kind of a pedestrian Shaq game. Yeah, it's like a like a definitely a lower end Shaq game. I think he Shaq it was averaging like 27 or 28 and 12 that season. Yeah. So, yeah, like kind of a quiet yes. Shaq game. At the same time, the Knicks were still a defensive uh, powerhouse yes. at the time. Um, again, I would remind people this is the team that went to the finals. There was some, <laughs> uh, some luck involved there. And, you know, but we had Spree. We had Allen Houston. We had the great... Uh, the great Chris Dudley, one of the great <laughs> terrible foul shooters of all time. I think owner of like a one or two point per game average. I mean, it's just funny. Like this was a marquee matchup. Right. You know what I mean? Sunday, it's crazy NBC, to... NBA on NBC. NBC yeah, absolutely. Nationally televised right. game. They had fucking round ball rock going. Yep. Round ball rock still in the house. <laughs> I mean, it was an exciting game. Uh, and this moment was absolutely indelible. I, I remember being being angry, <laughs> being furious about it, being so fucking mad. Is it embarrassing as being, a fan to watch that happen to one of your guys? 
at the time, yeah, because I didn't understand Chris Dudley's politics. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, which I would find out later in life. Uh, you know, I, I think if, and certainly like looking back at the, at the replay, there's some red flags in that, like none of the other Knicks went to Chris's defense. <laughs> none of them. Zero. <laughs> Nobody went over there to help him. No one. Like Chris gets knocked down, uh, you know, for anybody who needs the, the, the clip described him, Shaq power dunks, right? Thrusts. He then pulls through the rim, thrusting his hips and lower body like into Chris's kind of like abdomen and 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 right, into his, right into his bread box, right into his bread box, pushing him down. Chris by now is is by the. You know, by the sheer force being driven backwards as if like a tidal wave had crashed on him. <laughs> and uh, and then Shaq, it looked it looked worse in at, at regular speed. But I think in, in slow motion, you see Shaq kind of like very lightly pushes yes. off on him. Yes. He like barely, barely, barely like yeah. on replay, he barely yeah. pushes him. But but in, in regular speed, it looked yes. more serious. Yeah. And so at the time I was like, that what the fuck? You, now nah, you didn't have to push him. Yes, you beat him, the whole thing. <laughs> And then Chris, now on the ground, it, uh, it gets up and picks up the ball to hurl it. And then again, Larry Johnson, I think, was the closest Nick to him. And Larry doesn't can't even look. Can't even look. Like the shame, is, the shame and the humiliation is so strong. He can't even really look directly at Chris. He looks down the court and is pointing, I think, to Shaq as if to say, he did it. Yeah, we all saw it. <laughs> And then Chris hurls the ball at Shaq, which is still the funniest reaction you can have. The best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> very like little kid mad. I'm just throwing yeah, this at you. Like, petulant. It's very funny. It's so funny to do that. Like, are you serious? <laughs> You're going to throw the ball? Okay. Great throw, though. Smack Really. Got him. Hits him Got right him in the ass. The Hit him right in the butt. Shaq, very little reaction. <laughs> Shaq looking, you know, kind of like in the in the huddle that happens after the play Shaq is talking to his teammates and occasionally a ref who wanders over and Shaq just looks completely perplexed at all this it's very confused yeah uh so yes one emasculation like to the bone absolute humiliation I think the shove from Shaq you're right it's not forceful but in a way it's a bit more dismissive it's like it really get is. off me it's like he's yeah. a bug it's like he's swatting away right, a fucking bug yes right Last stat here quickly, $2,500. What is that? $2,500. That's what Chris Dudley got fined by the league for throwing that ball and getting ejected. <laughs> Can you imagine getting dunked on on national television, shoved out of bounds, and then having to pay $2,500 for that embarrassment? Incredible. That's my favorite stat. You know, for me as a Laker fan, I had a friend growing up who was an organic Orlando Magic fan. I think he was the first year he was like, that's the team I'm supporting. I'm supporting the Orlando Magic. And he was an Orlando Magic fan. And then when they got Shaq, I was like so jealous because I'm like, oh, my God, that must be amazing. And then Shaq's dunking on people and doing all the hand gestures and the histrionics yeah. after the dunks. And I'm like, that's so much fun. But then, as with any great NBA player that's not on my team, I have quickly and, and very strongly grew to hate him. And then when he signed with the Lakers, I remember I was standing in a convenience store called Sterling's in, in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> and it was I saw it on the paper and I was like, oh, my God, he plays for my favorite team. And very similarly with LeBron, it was like I hated I grew to hate LeBron. And then he plays for my team. And I go, this is the best. 
Did you understand free agency really no, at the time before no you got way. checked? Did you understand how that happened? No, I didn't understand it either. No clue. I was like, so wait, what? Like, yes. how can this happen? <laughs> that uh, they can? Why didn't they do it before? And why can you do it? I did not understand any of how that worked at nope. all. At and, the time. and I'll be honest, I didn't give it a moment's uh, thought because I was just <laughs> elated and super excited about having that guy. Um, the next category, the next credential is you mad, Rob? Play my camera on clip. Was anybody mad at this play? And I'll be honest, bonus points if it's a white guy that's mad. I enjoy that. I like it when people are mad. I set it up at the top. Sports hate. It's good for everything. I really enjoy it. Was anyone mad during this moment? 100% it was Chris Dudley. Oh, Chris Dudley is, is madder than anyone I've ever seen. And mad in a way. Here's what's funny about it. There's mad... And then there's there and then there's like enraged mad, but with an understanding that there's nothing that can be done about it. Chris <laughs> is like so fucking mad, but he's also like just impotent. The best he can do is throw that ball because he knows if he walks over there, Shaq will just evaporate him. Right. Shaq would would just it for, it'd be a steamroller like event. Forget it. You know, Chris Dudley would be flattened by Shaquille O'Neal. Dudley if it cal- came to that. Dudley calms down very very quickly. Yes. He very, shoots very, up. He hockey sticks right up. Very angry. My, one of my favorite parts of this moment, the the two very clear fuck yous that he mouths at him. You don't need a, a lip reader to know what Chris yeah. Dudley's saying. And then as soon as he gets to a moment to gather his thoughts, he's not fighting through teammates. He's not trying to get around the ref. He stops where he is, which is about 30 feet from Shaq. Yes. And that's where the moment uh, ends. One, There's one ref... Uh, is it Ed Rush? I, you know, one of the old time, one of those old time refs walks over and like in a very cursory fashion keeps uh, keeps Chris from from progressing further toward Shaq. <laughs> but let's be real. Chris wasn't Chris didn't want to go over there. <laughs> you know, like he didn't, there was nothing. There was no part of his body that wanted to go over there. Now, it's interesting because, I, you know, I'm a smaller uh, human being uh, and I'm not I'm a coward and I'm not a physical person and I'm not uh, I'm not a person that's looking for a fight. But I do firmly believe like if you have if if someone humiliates you in a, in a specific way in a certain kind of way that there are certain times where even if you're going to get flattened. Yes. You have to fight because there's just certain times that you have to stand up for yourself and right. it doesn't matter if you get killed. Right. And the great again, the funny thing about this clip is that Chris clearly felt that he had been disrespected to that level yes. where he had to defend himself. Yep. But he also clearly knew I I need to keep living. Yes. I have things to live That's for. Right. And if I continue down this path, I will cease to be alive. I, I will I, die. I love it. You're you're exactly right. It's like even if you're just going to put on the show, you have to put on the show. You're you're getting lunch with somebody. You got to reach for your wallet. You got to put on the show. You have to do that. And and Chris Dudley grabs that ball, really rockets it. Great throw, hit check right <laughs> in the ass, and then immediately just hits the brakes. And you just watch him coast to a stop. He needed that throw to be a solid rope because <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't, it, oh, can you imagine? I think you have to, I, you, I think you retire then. You know, like if if he if if the ball slipped out of his hands, oh. like at the at the at the you know at the top oh. of the throw, and it just kind of like went into the ground. Oh no! You know, uh, I think he would have to retire. I think he would have to leave. I think he would have to leave basketball. I think we'd have to leave public life and move to the Amazon or something because you, yeah. he needed that throw to be good. You could really make the argument that that may have been the moment where Chris Dudley was most under the spotlight. 
him picking up that ball and throwing. I think you're right. In a way, I res- you're you were you were making me realize that I respect how he handled that moment because at least he got off a great two seam fastball and hit Shaq in the ass. You are absolutely it yeah. is if that thing falls off the back of his hand, if it goes soft, if it doesn't get there, imagine it not getting I mean, there. I, I, I think that life would actually leave his body at that oh moment. I don't think you could survive that Great amount of point. embarrassment. That was very, very quietly one of the clutchest throws that's ever been made in sports. That's brilliant. Uh, perfect. A perfect dad. The next credential is the eye test. That is, okay. what are you seeing in the video that goes beyond the stats, that adds to this moment, that raises our chances of making the hall? I'd like to pitch you one if you don't mind. Yeah, let's hear it. I think as I watch the play, and again, if you haven't seen the clip, go to our Instagram, at FirstBallotHOF. Watch the clip. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the two ripe fuck yous from Chris Dudley after the throw, yeah. fantastic. Uh, but what I see is when Shaq dunks, he does, Shaq does, as you mentioned, pull himself forward, thrust himself into Dudley's space. But I believe Dudley is standing there waiting for him. I think he's trying to be an irritant. I think he's trying to low bridge him. And if you watch Dudley's hands, they come up behind Shaq's rear end. They pull up his shorts a bit. You can see his compression shorts underneath. His Laker shorts. I think that's what made Shaq go, hey, get off me. You're you're showing my unders. This is great. I'm I'm taking, I'm watching this now. Uh, and you know what? I think you're right. I will say so Chris Dudley was again. Chris I don't know Dudley why that is, makes me laugh. That was you confirming that really made me laugh. I I I, I I I think you are on to something here. Now, Chris <laughs> Dudley, I don't I think Low Bridge is maybe a little aggressive. I think he was clearly trying to pull the chair. Yes. Which you cannot do when the chair is, you know, a Mack truck. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, S- S- uh, Steven Jackson recently said on the All the Smoke podcast, thank God Shaq's parents raised him right. And I look at that moment and go, that's a moment where if a guy feels like you're pulling up his shorts or like there's oh, a yeah. little, you know, there's something going on. Shaq could have just lit him up. Dudley's leaning on him the entire game. Thank God Shaq was raised by good people because he could have just absolutely destroyed people and been sent to jail. To your point, an infamous Shaq moment is um, uh, the tussle he gets into with Brad Miller. Right. um, Then of the Chicago Bulls. Right. And uh, for those of you who've never seen this clip, go ahead, look it up. Shaq, Brad Miller, punch. You can uh, Google that. And so, you know, they get tangled up. Shaq takes exception to the way Brad Miller has been hanging off him and grabbing him and and hacking him all night, all night, all night. They get tangled up. Brad has his back turned and Shaq throws a punch. Now, I maintain, if you watch the clip, (laughs) here's the one moment where we get that glimpse into a world in which Shaq wasn't raised, right? Right, right, Like where, And it's a world filled with grease stains that are people that Shaq (laughs) murdered, that used to be bodies that Shaq has destroyed, right? Squished. Right. And so Brad Miller, if you watch this clip, there's a moment where Brad, his head twitches just a little bit. And it's that little bit of twitch that causes Shaq's fist to miss his head. I firmly believe that a angel, literally an angel or one of Brad Miller's like ancestors in that moment came and whispered in his ear and said, move. And that saved his life. I don't know what, what destiny, what fate had in store for Brad, why he needed to keep existing on the earth at that time. But I really believe that that there was divine intervention involved. And 
luckily for all of us, Shaq's parents were that divine intervention also for, you know, for the rest of humanity that could have been murdered by Shaq. Shaq could have grievously maimed people anytime he wanted to, had he decided to do that. Lethal power. The next credential yeah. is the ear test. What did we hear during this moment that <laughs> adds some gravity to it? I want to pitch you one. I've got a good one. Yeah. I've got to play a clip for you, sir. Sure. Let's Listen hear to it. this. Yeah. Just let's watch this together. Against Dudley Knight. Now, do you hear what I hear? Let's listen to it once more together. You hear that? What was it? That kind of like. Yes. It's listen to the grunt. And again, if you haven't seen the clip in a while, go to the Instagram at First Ballot HOF. Rewatch this play. There's a tiny little grunt that Chris Dudley lets out as Shaq backs into him. Play it once more. Here we go. It's it's like a 1980s Nintendo video game grunt. Ugh. This is on the back down, not on Correct. the dunk through. Correct. Oh, yes. Now, I'm glad you brought this up because we don't talk about the back down enough. And a lot of clips, like if you find this clip on YouTube, a lot of them take, they don't have the back down. Right. Shaq backs down, like he takes like, two or three hard dribbles and backs down Chris Dudley. And each time Chris Dudley bounces off his back, That's like right. one of those balls that are attached to a paddle by a string, <laughs> like he just throws him, hurls him backwards. Uh, and it is, uh, I'm just glad that I never played center against Shaq. I mean, it, he he got him with some serious force. He He lets out a grunt that's so funny. You just heard it. And it made me wonder, <laughs> did he do that on purpose? Because it happens, as you mentioned, as Shaq backs in and dislodges him from his post position. And it makes me go, is that something that Chris Dudley did? I watched the full game. Yeah. The mics are down there. He's grunting loud. I believe he's trying to get an offensive foul called from the refs by being loud. Listen to this super cut of grunts. If you win three of those games, you're 19 One. and 10, and you've got a home court. Shaq There's number two. Three. Down the floor. Three well. Four. Five. Six was the big one right there. That's a terrible clip, but I swear, if you watch the video with those grunts, you'll see that every time Shaq moves through the lane, backs down. Chris Dudley is making it a point to make a very loud grunt. I, I think that you're absolutely right about that, Neil. And certainly this was Chris Dudley's MO, again, as a defensive guy, as a kind of irritant guy, as a chair puller. He's looking to, to, to I think you're absolutely right, he's looking to draw the attention of the ref. Now, the problem is, it's 1999, different days. Uh, just watching this game, you know, you could see the way it's played, uh, you know, you're talking a Knicks team that was that would regularly put up 75 point winning right, totals right, in games. Right. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. This is this is an attempt to draw fouls in the worst possible era that there would could be in the NBA to draw fouls yes. on a player like Shaq. Now, Jason, you were also writing on Shea Serrano's new sitcom. Tell me about that. Uh, well, I don't want to say too much about it, but it's produced uh, and sure run by Mike Shore. Amazing. Um, we're very excited about it. We're we're uh, finishing up uh, the end of the season right now in the writers' room, and 
in a non-bullshit way, I think we wrote some really funny scripts. That's amazing. Like, I think it's re- it's I think it's really funny, and I can't wait for people to see it. It's that's uh, awesome. It's gonna be fun. That, m- yeah. that must feel great. Good for you. Congrats, it, and we're all gonna support good. it. Thank you very much. The next credential is the X factor. What is like the the you know the thing, the ephemeral like thing that makes this moment great that you can't see? It's not in the video. It's not in the you know. It's not in the stats. What is what is the what is the X factor here that makes this thing great? I want to pitch you on uh, the X factor. Here is Chris Dudley. Yes. You mentioned him early on. Yeah. A hysterical career. Um, he once set a record by missing 13 consecutive free throws against the Pacers. Unbelievable. Finished the night one of 18 from the line. He shot 5% from the line. <laughs> you, do you hear what I'm saying? One of 18 is 5%. The impressive thing about this play, Dudley gets up, he's upset. But about 47 feet away, point blank, he drills Shaq. Now, here's a guy who can't make a free throw, but it's Shaq from 47 feet. <laughs> Go figure. Dudley also set a record for missing five free throws in one trip to the line. There were three lane violations. <laughs> that, that's amazing. He was the 1997 I mean, USA Today Most Caring Athlete Award. It's all funny oh, to wow. think about Shaq just absolutely humiliating this guy for eternity. <laughs> he, he won this award, and then and then Shaq's just absolutely making him look like a fool. And then you mentioned it early on. Chris Dudley ran for governor of Oregon as a Republican and almost won. Almost did win. Now, listen, I don't want to get into politics. Leave that for crooked. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, not I a political you. guy, but I will say Republicans don't give a shit about poor people or people of color. They, they hate women. They're driven by money and power. They'll let you die in the street. So it's not surprising that part of Chris Dudley's platform was to give a <laughs> $800 million in tax breaks to the wealthy. Yeah. And here's what Chris Dudley had to say about waitresses in the state. He was pushing to lower the minimum wage. Here's a quote. Listen to Chris yourself. And it doesn't make sense that our, our waitresses are getting tips plus the highest minimum wage in the country. I mean, he's in like a he's in like a town hall <laughs> telling people, you know, who we got to take care of, guys. We got to get a hold on waitresses. Yeah, when are we gonna when are we gonna stop letting waitresses <laughs> just ride this fucking gravy train? <laughs> Too much minimum wage for waitresses. When are we gonna stop this? And now when you think about Shaq dunking on the guy that tried to I, do that, it just I don't know, it makes me very happy. It's just like a light, fun thing to think about. In nineteen eighty five, Chris Dudley was arrested. Do you know this uh-oh. story? I don't. Chris Dudley was arrested for throwing a glass at a man and hitting him in the ear. I believe he was at a bar. Okay. Why is this story interesting? Because Chris Dudley's best friend at the time allegedly started this fight. Yes. Who is Chris Dudley's best friend? A a world class piece of shit. The sexist and racist Brett Kavanaugh. Your Supreme Court Justice (laughs) Brett Another Yale basketball player, Dudley wants to play basketball. (laughs) Another Yale basketball player, Chad Luddington, told the Times that the incident started when Kavanaugh's group of friends thought that the guy that got hit in the head uh, looked like Ali Campbell, the lead singer of UB40. Do you know this story? 
This whole this whole fight. I'm not joking. This whole fight started. Brett Kavanaugh, Dudley, and all of his fucking Yale buddies looked at some dude and were like just all over him talking about you look like the lead singer from UB40. The guy, quote, aggressively told him to stop looking at him, which caused Kavanaugh to curse and throw his beer. And that's how the whole thing started. Well, and now he's, uh, you know, Brett Kavanaugh's only deciding the fate of millions of Americans. Oh, yeah. The last thing, and I won't make fun of another man's wife. I won't do it. And I'm not doing it here. But Chris Dudley's wife's name is also Chris Dudley. Did you know that? (laughs) And it's not like like K-R-I-S. It's C-H-R-I-S. It is Chris Dudley and Chris Dudley. That is objectively funny. You, I'm not making fun of her, but that her name is also Chris Dudley is immutably funny. And I, for some reason to me, when I think about Shaq dunking on this guy who's also married to a Chris Dudley, that just, I don't know, it's like fanciful and a lot of fun. I wish that they would have named all of their children Chris Dudley also. <laughs> the next credential is the voting committee. The voting committee is the friends of the pod, the family of the pod. People who want to vote on a particular moment. Today, we have noted NBA writer, the author of the smash hit book, Blood in the Garden, the Flagrant History of the 1990 New York Knicks, Mr. Chris Herring. Let's hear what Chris has to say. So I'm going to vote no on whether the the Shaq dunk on Chris Dudley was, uh, you know, deserves an induction into the Hall of Fame because he just got too many that are just too powerful and, you know, you got ones over David Robinson. You've got ones where you're posterizing Larry Johnson and Alonzo Mourning at the same time. You've got ones where you're literally bringing the basket down out of place and one where the basket was broken. And then you've, you know, you've got a crazy one he did on David Robinson in an all-star game. That was great. And, and then you've got one where it's, it's Chris Dudley. No, it, he pushed Chris Dudley down, which made it look more entertaining in the moment and pissed Chris Dudley off, but it's, it's still Chris Dudley. So I'm going to say no. So let me tell you, Jason, that is sort yeah. of dovetails with our next two categories, the test of time where we compare our moment against other moments. We can talk about mm-hmm. other dunks. He's got a great point. And it's also devil's advocate. I think Chris laid out the argument perfectly against this moment, making the hall of fame. I appreciate you taking this seriously, Chris, your thoughts, Jason. Uh, I, I, Completely respect uh, where Chris is coming from. Chris Herring once gave me a ride back from a, from the Knicks practice facility, uh, and and I Chris Herring, who wrote an incredible book, Blood in the Garden, has a warm place in my heart forever. That said, I'm going to push back lightly because wow. again, wow. I will just say that while all of the, uh, again, you hate has, Chris, I love this. Uh, no, I, it's uh, brewing. I, I will just rivalry. say here is the here is I'd push back in this way. Yes, Shaq is dunked on. All stars, legends, icons, Hall of Fame. Here is here is Shaq dunking on a person who was college friends with someone who will be deciding the fate <laughs> oh, no. of of everyone who lives in the United States for as long as he draws breath. Oh my God! And I and and I think that that is Ugh. impactful. I think it's notable, and I think that it's important. <laughs> And I so I would I would just respectfully push back in that way. A, a, a great point, a, a great point, and a wonderful ad. Listen, all dunks fucking rip. Their dunking is like yeah. the best 
Jason, do best. you? We can't put every dunk into the first ballot Hall of Fame. This is a very serious thing. We have to say no to someone. I don't know that it's yeah. going to be this one. What What are the words you use? What we've gone through a couple different words for dunk. Are there other words you like to say for dunks? Do you say I slam don't... dunk? Do you ever say stuff? He stuffed it. I haven't said stuff since the days of inside stuff. Right. Sure. Um, but I, I mostly say slam, sometimes jam. If I want to be particularly evocative, like I'm writing a piece, right. I might say like a detonation or right. something like that, right. you know, or or describe it in a string of words, you know, Godzilla meets the Tokyo skyline, that kind of thing. Like, right. uh, but uh, usually it's just dunk. Got it. Have you heard boof? I've not heard of that before. Boof is like, the, I, the, I sort of assume that everyone said that. Boof is, in my head, Boof is like like that Sean Kemp on Gatling Dunk. A long-armed, like single-handed, like at the like almost you're coming down, like where you're sort of really almost ha- halfway to that throw into the hoop, that like yeah. Blake Griffin throw. It's like really forceful. You just boofed on him. That's That was something we grew up with. Anyhow, the next credential is the cosine. Jason Concepcion. Mm. Mm. This is up to you here. Okay. Do, do should Shaq dunking on Chris Dudley and shoving him out of bounds, okay. and then Dudley getting mad and throwing the ball, hitting him in the ass? Should that make the first ballot Hall of Fame, and why? Now, before you give your answer, I want you to know I'm wavering. Herring really got to me. He really got to yeah, me with that. It. it just, I mean, he, I'm the the, the David Robinson one in the All Star game. I'm like, yeah, he's right. That's a great dunk. And because I'm taking this seriously, I go, I don't know if. Everything should make it. I respect you greatly as a entertainer, as a writer, as a host, as a comedian, as a basketball fan, as a, as a Twitter handle turned professional. I respect you. I'm going to put the weight of this on you and say you are likely to tip me in the next category. Oh, wow. Jason, what's your answer? Well, first of all, let me just give a shout out to that that Shaq David Robinson dunk. Now, Shaq and David Robinson had beef going back, according to Shaq, many many years. Because <laughs> according to Shaq, like he went to a David Robinson camp, That's and David right. Robinson was mean to him. And then later on, <laughs> David Robinson, through means that Shaq considers to be uh, kind of grimy, won the 1994 scoring title, like on the last day from and took that from Shaq, and Shaq got mad at it. So Shaq really relished that dunk over David Robinson. I think that the, here's the thing. I'm so nervous. Uh, life, life is life. There's so few pleasurable, good things in life. You know, why limit ourselves? Oh, I love why that. throw up, why throw up these arbitrary constructs? Like we can only have so many Shaq dunks in the Shaq had some of the greatest dunks ever. These ever. are not just like hall of fame dunks. These are dunks. That like when the aliens come, That's you right. want to be like, here's what Check human beings out. are capable of. <laughs> yes. Check out what we can do as a species, right? And I and I feel like why limit ourselves? I love why. This. Yes, of course, of course, it was more impactful, uh, you know, when he and and it meant more to Shaq in the moment when he dunked over David Robinson and the Hakeem Olajuwon dunk and the Kimbe Mutombo dunk and all the other dunks, the dunk where he destroyed the rim in New Jersey, the dunk against the Suns, all the stuff, right? Why limit ourselves? This is a great dunk also. It's a fantastic dunk also. One of the all-time funniest reactions to getting dunked on ever in the history of sports. Great point. Don't limit yourself. You don't have to. Let's put it in the Hall of Fame. Let's show it to the aliens. 
I love that. I absolutely love that. I love, you're exactly right. Find me a goddamn funnier reaction to somebody getting dunked on. (laughs) Good fucking luck, you losers. You're never going to find it. You're absolutely right. And, And more to your point, this dunk, and by the way, this cat, the next and last credential is the induction yeah. speech. This is it's now my time to decide whether this thing goes in. This dunk, to Jason's point, is about joy. This is it about really is. joy and having a laugh and just really having a nice time <laughs> and a moment that you'll share and you'll remember forever. Jason's absolutely right. He's completely swayed me. I was wavering, I but I'm it. not any longer. Chris Herring, respect to you, but I'm going with Jason Concepcion. Let's go! Shaq and Dudley, welcome to the first Bell Hall of Fame. Think about like there's a world, there's an alternate universe in which Chris Dudley decides I'm going to pretend that I'm injured. I'm going <laughs> right. to lay on the ground right. and 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 I'm dead. Yes. And I've been really, really hurt because, you know, I think that would be a lot of people's reactions. Right. Like, I just got to lay here yep. and not move. Yep. A perfect clip, a perfect highlight, a wonderful dunk, a wonderful reaction. Let's enjoy all of it. Jason, thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it. How can people follow you? I think everybody knows. But how can people follow you if they're not? Uh, uh, subscribe to uh, my podcast wherever you get your podcast. That's Take Line. That's X Revision. Uh, all caps NBA every Friday during the NBA season. Uh, and then that's it. You know, you can find me on social media at Network and N E T W three R K. All those shows absolutely worth your time. A lot of fun. I love you and Renee Montgomery together. You guys are great. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it. one of the good guys, Jason Concepcion. Thank you so much. That's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. First Ballot is edited by the god, Robert Rucci. Produced by Jessica Sang. Music by my main man, Rhythm J. Follow him on social, at Rhythm J. Special thanks to Jason Concepcion and Chris Herring. Follow First Ballot on Instagram, at First Ballot HOF. Rate and review us, or whatever, who cares? And come back next week for another episode. This is First Ballot. <laughs>